intro song here doesn't exist <laughs> clip intro song right here we're gonna, we're gonna the beginning we'll put the intro song 10 episodes in because <laughs> <laughs> you still haven't figured one out i know i know all right we are on episode oh i brushed the mic oh wait that's not the name of the episode we're on episode five uh episode also five. known as i brushed the mic episode i know half i was about to say like what's the name of this podcast again <laughs> Nil uh, nil. The nil How nil podcast. Yes. The, the nil. podcast name. Uh, it's your podcast. Uh, it's, easy, it's easy to forget, you know. Okay, right. so uh, this is going to be a little. Uh, I'm going to say it's it's hopefully not going to be too long. And every time we do it, it's like two and a half hours long. <laughs> yeah, so um, maybe this time you don't say it, it might actually be. This one's going to be time. five hours long. And let's see if it, it, it's less. Um, uh, this is our MLS match. Was it match, match week recap. one or round one, whatever you want to call it? The first round of matches happened this weekend, and that's what we're going to discuss. But we didn't watch every game because we broke like that, and we don't got the rights to everything. We don't got all the streaming services, so whatever. <laughs> and I mean, some of them were on at the same time, so it's not like we were going to be able to watch them. Yes. Okay. Well, I mean. We could if you watch one and I watch another one. Yeah, I mean we could, but it's usually I'm the one with the access, and I just watch it, and you do whatever. <laughs> yeah, that's true. Okay, so usually we leave LAFC for the end. Let's just start off with LAFC, so everybody can leave after we're done. <laughs> yeah, that's okay. a good place to start. I mean, it is the first game that we ended up watching. Yes. So, LAFC played against Colorado Rapids on Saturday. It was at 12.30 p.m.-ish. LAFC played at home. We won 3-0. No thanks to a hat trick from Carlito Vela. The candle that leads my life. Charlie Candle. I I mean, it, it brought back a couple of flashbacks from the 2019 season. 2019 season yeah that's what I, that's what i said i was like oh finally we're playing like before now do you think this is uh i'm wondering do you think this is mostly like chirindolo trying to get us back to where we were or was it just the team remembering how to play i know i think it has a lot to do with the coach because uh even though this style of play has been ingrained in them they weren't playing like that under bob anymore you know, it was years. nice. To, <laughs> it was nice to see the high pressure again that we used to have, and that we were lacking the last two years. So I'm going to give credit to the coach. All right, let's. Uh, I feel like the best way to review this. Um, first of all, I think we're going to go one player at a time, but we're going to start off with Carlos Vela since he scored all three goals. It's easy to go over the action. So in the right. 29th minute, uh, I believe. It was a handball by your favorite player, Abubakar, from the other team. Uh, How he remained in that match the whole 90 minutes, I have no idea. We'll, we'll get to it. We'll cover him after we talk about everything else. Um, but yeah, so uh, I think it was Chiqui Palacio was trying to do a center. It was a kill on Acosta, one of them too. Uh, I forgot. Anyway. Uh, wait, there's a timeline. I want to just... say it was Palacios. No, it doesn't even. It doesn't even say. 
anyway sure he yeah. was the one going yeah so whatever a penalty happened uh Villa gets the he's gonna kick the penalty obviously and of course he scores because that's what he does it was good that he got the first goal and that we got the first goal it felt like so long um i'd say i'd say for the amount of absence that he had over at least the last season it's a great confidence booster for him especially starting off the season with a hat trick like this oh yeah i know and he seems super happy it's more like he got the hat trick to to be like give me my contract already (laughs) between that and almost also being like oh this is why i was here this is what you know the good times had been because the last two seasons have been pretty bad i know and it looked like the whole stadium was was vibing it felt if ironically the last game we went to go watch in person was colorado rapids versus lafc when he scored his last hat trick yeah. that's also when he broke the the record for most goals by one player in a season that's the one where he scored that uh the bicycle kick goal right yeah but i don't think i mean we didn't see that because we were off getting snacks <laughs> <laughs> yeah but i mean it was that game yeah, no, it was that game. It was also the one where he scored the long distance screamer long, against Tim yeah. Howard. God, that was such a good <clears throat> game. Yeah. Anyway, we're getting carried away. We gotta go through the timeline first. Okay, <laughs> let's go through this. Okay, so on the second goal, uh Sifu ended up getting the ball and mm-hmm. he did a long pass towards Vela. And a lot of people are gonna say that Vela was offside. Doesn't matter, it's not like Colorado scored any goals. Uh <laughs> <laughs> So I mean, wouldn't have made a difference. It looks offside from the replay, but I mean, they don't have a shot from where Cifuentes mm-hmm. t- uh, barely plays. Play, oh god, barely plays the pass uh, from to Orvella was standing. Yeah, right. yeah, it's just like the, the the camera work didn't cover that angle, so there's no way of knowing for sure unless the mm-hmm. referees had a different angle. But I wasn't paying that much attention anyway. Um, right. So yeah, Vela ended up scoring. Like, oh yeah, <laughs> I forgot. Every time I leave, Vela ends up scoring. Like, I think I went to go do something in the room. I came back and he scored the goal while I was gone for like thirty yeah, seconds. So next time, you should probably leave every five minutes. Nah, nah what's the point? <laughs> I'll go get a snack <laughs> next time. <laughs> right, and then the last goal, um, Cifuentes passed the ball to Vela. Vela was on the corner. Mm-hmm. Um and he was just like faking out the defender. He was just like, "Are you gonna push me?" He just he just kept waiting for the defender to close right. in on him, but the defender just kept backing up. So I was like, "All right, you know what my left foot can do," and he hits the mm-hmm. far post. Nope, I totally to I t- from that angle. There's no way I thought I was gonna go in, considering like I mean, Yarbrough like should have had a cut. Kind of an angle for him to score, at least from also from the distance that he was to the goal. Dude. It looked like he wouldn't have had enough power to get the curve in enough for it to just bend into the exactly. far post. No, he literally had just stepped into the box when he took that shot. And yeah. I had, I mean, I'm pretty sure your bro had it covered, but I guess not. Like, I was so surprised when it went. I was like, are you serious? That went in? And I think you can notice it on the replays. There's like a little bit of pause. They're like, wait, what? <laughs> yeah, I mean, it has to do with what you mentioned where he used the defender as a... Uh, blockage of view so that he blockage could blockage of view yes yes the or blockage just, of view he got in the way of the goal yeah <laughs> yes <laughs> you understand what i said yeah 
Uh, Word. That's pretty much it. So in terms of Vela, I mean, how else can you say that this was the perfect performance from him? I mean, I would have happy if he just got one goal, but he ended up with three. And just felt like old times back when, as long as they got the ball to Vela, he scored. Doesn't matter. Yeah, but I think that also having his absence for such a long time kind of helps the team in order to know how to play without him too. So I think if you combine that with him being at a good status right now, it just benefits the whole team. Yeah. Um, I'm just saying, like, you know, it's Carlos Vela's birthday today. I do believe he turns 33. I want to say. Hey, happy birthday to Vela. I know. Give him a contract as a present, please. <laughs> <laughs> yes, please. Tie it I know. up in a bow and send it with lots of zeros. Because yeah, Taylor Twelman, you know who that is, right? Of course. From ESPN. He reported that they were currently talking about the contract, uh, extending it from 18 to 24 months. Just 18 to 24 months? At that point, he's going to be 35. That's almost retirement age. And considering he hates playing soccer, he's probably going, That's to, true. He's probably going to retire after anyway. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, might as well extend it. Yeah, yeah. I would go for 24 just to get him, you know, mm-hmm. in a situation where you get another. Uh, I was listening to the MLS. Was it? Extra Time Radio, the, the MLS podcast that they have, like the official MLS podcast. Mm-hmm. And they're saying that if you're a player like Vela, you want your contract to end in the middle of the season so you have the most leverage. So if you extend it by right. 24 months, the same situation is going to happen two years from now. Oh, I see. Yeah. So, so it would be something that would be favorable to him. Yeah, but I mean, at that point, like I said, he's, he's he would be retirement age almost. Right. I mean, he could have retired right now if he wanted to, but... Yeah, but I mean, I think he's enjoying himself right now. Yeah, exactly. So, hopefully, I mean, with a performance like that, there's no way they can't not give him a contract. I'm pretty sure as soon as the front office saw that, they're just like, "We, you know, you got to get it done. Doesn't matter." I mean, how. you you'd think it'd be that easy, but I mean, the same situation is going on at Liverpool with Salah. Mm-hmm. I know, I know, but that's a whole. That's more like, does Liverpool value him at that level? Uh, which I don't know why they haven't done it, considering that the other two, Mane and Firmino, you know, don't mm-hmm. do not do as well, much I mean, as Salah, but whatever. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, it's pretty much the same situation. They're both very, very important and crucial to the club's success. And especially if they're in a good moment in their career, like, Vela seems to be starting off the season, then you want to capture that for as long as you can. Mm-hmm. You know, it is a coin toss. It could be like he starts off like this and then he ends up having another season like last season, which we don't want. But is it a possibility? Yeah, it's definitely a possibility he could get injured again and he'll be out for like another couple of months. Mm-hmm. Um, so I think that's maybe the only thing that they might be weighing when it comes to the contract. No, the other thing would be, well, Villa has all the leverage. And he said, he's publicly stated that he wants to stay. Like, he Mm -hmm. does want to go back to Europe. And he probably sees his future there. But he has no problem staying for a little bit more time. Um, Considering how important he is to the team. And we're on our fifth year. He's been here all five years since the beginning. He's, you know, basically 
the the symbol for the club i think you'd do anything to re-sign the player um the oh, only yeah. thing that would put a hiccup in that is i think they're trying to convert him from a dp to just you know a normal like they're trying to reduce his wage in order to mm. sign him again so that we can have a dp slot open but like he just scored a hat trick i don't think i mean we can we can afford to give up a dp slot to keep him i i wouldn't be upset at that yeah, and I don't think that, at least with the current signings that we've had, I don't think it's necessary, especially with all the players that we're able to get from within the league yeah. or, you know, from from um, Las Vegas Lights. Yeah, I know. Well, I mean, basically, I mean, I, give, I would give them like a 10 out of 10. Perfect score. I'm sure you agree. Yeah, I mean, definitely. What more do you want from your forwards than getting three goals? <laughs> he showed up and he <laughs> knew what the assignment was and he performed it perfectly. All right, let's move on. And uh, I think the easiest way to go around is just talk about one player at a time. So, what do you think of Opoku? Opoku, I thought he was really good. Uh, he definitely was involved in a lot of plays that were building up to the to the shots that we had um Mm -hmm. i mean we had 15 shots and i think he was part of a couple of those so um i think he was pretty good i mean i would have liked to see him score but i feel like there were a couple of times where he was just a little too slow or maybe just off of the position uh so i'd give him like a like a nine uh, I would give him like a six because honestly, I didn't. I'd say this performance for him was kind of forgettable. Like, yeah, the whole team as, as a whole is going to be very uh, attack minded, very dynamic. So all the players are going to be getting into dangerous positions. But in terms of him, I feel like when he did get the ball, he didn't really do anything with it. Especially if he was the one that was supposed to make some magic happen. Um, he right. didn't really. I would have liked him to take. For him to take more shots in, at goal, but besides that, like he didn't really do much in my eyes. Right. So, so I was like, I would go with a six. Like it wasn't bad, but I mean, it wasn't what I thought he he could be, especially based on preseason where he scored a couple goals. Yeah, I mean the conditions in preseason are different. So yeah, I know, I know. The pressure is on when it comes to an actual season game. Mm-hmm. All right, let's move on. Uh, let's talk about Brian, our boy Brian. <laughs> I feel like his career has been so interesting lately. Like at first, first everybody was excited. The first year he was here, and then the next year everybody hated him because he didn't do anything, but he played a lot. And I think the third year was when, or is it the second year as well, where he forced himself out of the club I to, think so. to go on loan overseas, and then he goes on loan overseas, and they're basically telling him, you're not good enough to be over here, get back. So he's finally back here. Uh, since he's humbled now, he actually looks like he enjoys being here. Yeah, he. it does seem that he's trying more. He's trying harder. Uh, but I feel like he still has the same issue where he gets to the final line and he's still having an issue getting around that last defender. Yeah, however, in terms of... Um, getting around the last defender i feel like he's been slightly more productive based on this one game that we've seen so mm-hmm. especially when he gets to the final third his problem is that he always tries to take on one-on-one and 
more often than not, he loses the ball in that position. And we did see that in this game. However, yeah. we did see him make some actually pretty decent passes in terms of like, he's like, you know what? I'm not going to try it this time. Let me feed it off to somebody else. Maybe they can do something better. He played more of the right. role of leading people away from Vela, I think, which gave mm-hmm. him the options to, you know, do work the magic that he did. The only thing is, I wish he would have gotten a goal. I think a 4-0 win with three from Vela and one from Rodriguez would have been exactly what I wanted because then Brian would start getting the ball rolling literally with, you know, his first goal of the season because remember how long it took him to get his actual first goal and he was always frustrated about that. Yeah, and I believe in that game he ended up scoring like two more, didn't he? Exactly. Well, no, I think you're thinking about you're combining that with the Galaxy game where he scored a screamer. Oh, Uh, Or not a screamer, but he scored a sick goal and then he scored like right after that. Right. Well, I mean, either way, it seems like he's the type of player that as soon he has to do something very productive in order for his confidence to go up and be able to pretty much do whatever he's got in his mind and put it on the field. Yeah, so hopefully uh, he gets a goal in the next game so that he can you know start working his magic because his pace is still super dangerous. And I would say the main thing that changes from the first year that he was here to right now is that he actually likes being here. And you can see that from the friendships that he has with all the players, especially you see right. how he treats Vela. So hopefully him and Vela create a nice partnership and he starts scoring goals and finally mm-hmm. gets the move that he earns to go across the sea. Um, right. All right. So let's move on to the midfield. Uh, what do you think of Kellen Acosta? Um, honestly, I didn't really even see him throughout the game. I saw him like maybe once or twice, but other than that, I don't think he was that effective. Uh, I would say same, but, uh, I did notice him. I didn't see him running around. He's, he's still a feisty character. Um, I did, he does have the passing ability that Atuesta had. So I think Mm -hmm. it's a one-to-one switch there. However... Atuesta also covered ground a lot more. I don't know if Acosta can cover the same amount of ground. The good thing mm-hmm. is that basically we have Ilya and Acosta combined to cover up for Atuesta, and both of them can cover up more ground than he can. I mean, Ilya can do it <laughs> by himself. Apparently. You're talking about the magic man, the magic man who can teleport from one end of the field to the other? Yeah, yeah. but uh, we'll move on to him because, I mean, you know I got plenty to say. But yeah. uh, in terms of Kellen Acosta, I'll give him a seven. It wasn't a bad performance, and I think I'm okay with it. Yeah, I mean, yeah. Well, I mean, for me, I'm giving him a six just because I don't really see him that much, at least not involved in many of the chances that we had. And he got lost easily for me in the game. Yeah, uh, I agree. Um, but. I'm looking forward to once he starts gelling in the team. He was one of the late additions, so hopefully, you know, he gets a little bit more comfortable and then they get more game rhythm. Maybe he'll start to shine a little bit more. Right. Okay. Let's go to Sifu next. What do you think about him? He actually got two assists in this game. Yeah, he was crucial. I think he was he was really good. He did what he needed to, and every time he, it seemed like the ball kept falling to his feet somehow. Yes. The only thing... Uh, what I do have to say about Sifu is um, those two assists, I didn't even... If you didn't tell me that, I wouldn't have known that he got two assists. Like, it's... it's He has such a subtle way of getting those assists. Right. That, like, 
There's no, I mean, first pass was kind of obvious. It was a long range ball to Vela, and Vela ended up finishing it off by slipping it past Yarbrough. But in the second one, I would say, I guess Vela did technically work all the magic to curl it around. But it's right. just, you know, two assists on your first game, that's not bad. Uh, I yeah, thought it was a good performance. Good. He's, you know, Sifu is just being Sifu. And he runs around everywhere, gets the ball, plays dangerous balls forward. He has a lot of energy, high tempo. The only thing I didn't like is that there was a couple of passes where it seems like he wasn't focused and he just gave it straight to the oppos- opposition. Yeah, right? he had he has a couple of turnovers. Especially in our own half when we're trying to play out of a press and he just basically turned it over and I didn't really... Uh, I found that disappointing. Like, I wish he, as long as he's more focused and he could just pull those passes together and make sure that he's not putting us in any kind of danger. I mean, <laughs> he should be one of our best players, just like he was last year, one of our highest scoring players. So, yeah, and I think for that, I'll just give him an eight. Also, it can't be an LAFC match without Sifu hitting a long-range screamer that gets blocked. Like, I don't even care if it goes in, but I want to see him shoot at least one long-range screamer. Every yeah, too. I mean, that's kind of become part of him. Mm-hmm. Exactly. And, uh, like, I was so used to when he started, he kept hitting those screamers, and I was like, man, nobody hits the ball harder than this guy. And, mm-hmm. I mean, I didn't really see that in this game, but, I mean, I hope I see it in the next one. Maybe, maybe next time. I mean, it is the first game, so everybody's still trying to find the right rhythm. Yeah. Okay, let's go to my favorite new player, Ilya Sanchez. He's like Pirlo, except useful in MLS. <laughs> oh, yeah. Dude, this man, he was jogging around everywhere. Like, I was telling you, man, uh, he jogs around everywhere. And every time the ball, like, a dangerous ball is played, he'd still end up in the way and just uh, turn over possession to LAFC. Like, I don't know yeah, how he so, did it. No, any ball that he was near... Even if there was another player right next to him who was in a better position to get the ball, somehow he still was able to win the first touch. I know over the other player. Even there's that, that one. Was there was that one uh, that one play where they were going for the header, and he was just basically wrestling the other guy, and the other guy pretty much picked him up and threw him to the ground. But somewhere along the way, he ended up heading that. <laughs> yeah, and and we ended up getting possession out of that. I know, and. Um... He was really good. Not only was he good at turning over possession when it was dangerous for Colorado, but he's also really good at getting possession when it was in our half and about to go inside of our own box. Oh, um, yeah. So, oh, man, he's one of my favorites. I don't know if he's going to be able to get dropped. I love Blessing, but he does the same things that Blessing does while being calm and just jogging the whole time. And he has exactly what you've been wanting from Blessing, which is consistent oh, pass and yeah and you can do long range passes <laughs> the long range passes yeah and apart from that the other thing that i noticed is that um he was kind of like just guiding everybody like where to pass the ball where to move to like he would see open spaces and tell another player go over there and then tell the other uh, another player who had the ball to pass it you know in that direction so apart from getting the turnovers apart from him creating chances and making passes he was also guiding everybody else who was on the field on where to move and what to do i mean on another note on that uh on the fact they said he's the director of the midfield basically at this point um he is what i've noticed 
especially from what I've heard, I, I listen to a couple of podcasts and uh, just, you know, I've seen the highlights over and over again. And, you know, I keep up with comments and everything that's going on with LAFC. Um, mm-hmm. We basically have in every like type of position, we have one leader. So Vela is the leader for the front, right, for the attack. Ilya is the leader for the midfield. Apparently, Mm -hmm. uh, Escobar is one of the best ones, or he's really good at telling people where to go. Mm -hmm. But Crepeau is basically the orchestrator of the defense. He's super vocal, and he tells people where to be. And maybe, oh, I guess we'll move on to the defense, a good transition. Maybe that's why Murillo was all over the place in this game. He was blocking everything. He, like, the comments that I made before the beginning of this game about him and everything I disliked about his style of play was proven completely wrong yeah, in how he performed this time. I know. All my expectations... Like, he, he just, my words back in my mouth. I know. He, he shut us up. <laughs> like, all my expectations, I just threw out the window. I was like, where is this Murillo been? I was like, is this the Murillo that everybody else talks about that's one of the best defenders in the league? What? Yeah. It, people it was, kept it saying... Was, People kept saying he was one of the best last season. I was like, but he makes mistakes like every single game. How do people think he's the best? But I mean, in this game, he really showed why. Dude was yeah, everywhere. I mean, he got two concussions. Concussions. Yeah, he had like two concussions. Then I forgot what was the other thing that happened to him. I forgot what it was. I think he, he ended up getting kicked or something like that. I forgot. Uh, I don't remember. But in seasons past, he made a lot of turnovers like his and even late part of the of the field you know yeah, yeah. our side of the field he would give it away um but this time around it was completely the the opposite he was getting possession back or at least just getting in the way of wherever the ball was if someone had a free shot somehow the ball found a way to hit him rather than the target mm-hmm. i know but i'm happy that he's learned how to stop attacks from coming in. I don't know if Kripo has anything to do with that by telling him which areas to cover. But, I mean, in order to defend, you got to have your own intuition. So I'm going to give most of the credit to Mario on this one. I guess let's talk about our other center back for this game, which is Mamadou Fall. Yeah. <laughs> what do you think of his, um, little, his little scuffle? <laughs> it was childish and uh, something that is part of his age. You know, he's going to flare up really quickly and not be able to control his anger as much as a more seasoned player would, um, which I think maybe Colorado was trying to take advantage of that. Uh, but uh, if if he can get that under control, I think he'll do better. But he, he did all right. You know, he didn't do bad. He did have a couple of errors that led into uh, turnovers, but uh, he didn't do terrible. Yeah, I would agree. I think he had an okay game. I still think he's an amazing defender, and it just seems like as long as he's in the back line, he's so tall that mm-hmm. even if a send like somebody puts a cross into our box, he's gonna get to it every single time because there's not right. much people taller than him where that can jump higher than him. Mm-hmm. So I-, I feel safe about it. If Eddie Segura comes back, would you switch him out? Uh I think that they would be able to share a game. Maybe start one and switch every other game, um, just because Maria. he still has a lot. 
at least if Mourinho's going to be bringing this kind of performance to every game, he is undoubtedly the starter for that position. Yeah, I would agree. But uh, Fall, I think he is still very young. He still has a lot to learn. So you definitely have the option to sub him out or switch the starting lineup when it comes to him. Yeah. I mean, I feel like we're in good hands with... We got three decent center backs and one academy prospect i would like to see him start one of the games uh, antonio leon i think that's his name um mm-hmm. he's one of our academy players he should he should start a game i was upset that none of our youth academy players started i mean i guess fall sort of technically counts but right um, not one of our academy academy players um I'm sure the opportunities will come, but I mean, with the, when it comes to the first game, you really want to put out your best lineup. Yeah. Okay, let's move on to one of our new players, Franco Escobar. What do you think? Uh, I thought he was pretty good. He definitely hustled out there, but it seemed like he was struggling the most out of the back line. Um, you think so? It, yeah, because the majority of the attacks were coming in through his the left side, which was his position. Mm-hmm. Uh so they and Colorado seemed to notice that because they continued to do that throughout the whole match. It wasn't until later on in the second half when um, he started getting a bit more assistance from the midfield with Ilya going back a bit more when it came to attack counterattacks from from Colorado. So now you had Escobar and Ilya in the back uh, trying to cover that left side. So I think he did okay, but. Um, in order to show more presence and maybe threat as a defender towards any attacker, he needs a, a I don't know, a little bit more umph, in my opinion. I mean, I liked him. I thought he was really I'm, good. As, I, I, I thought he was really good at um, playing out of pressure as well. There was a couple of situations where uh, he was stuck toward the back. I think he's really good going forward as well, uh, but uh, mm-hmm. I didn't see that many crosses from him. But uh, in terms of him, I would give him like a seven out of ten. You know, it was, it was. I mean, considering that's your first game for the club officially in front of all the fans, I'd say. I mean, we didn't let in any goals, so what is that to complain about? Right? <laughs> yeah, no, no. I'm, that, that's what I'm saying. It's like I'm not saying he's bad, and no, I'm no. not saying he did bad, or that I don't like him as a player. It's just it seemed like he he was getting overwhelmed with the amount of attacks that were going in through his side, uh, and I feel like if if he can, I don't know, be more defensively present mm-hmm. uh, than, you know, he. it might deter attacks coming in from that side. No, I think that's just naturally going to happen with the way we play. We're good at the type of team that makes our fullbacks go up the field. So that's where well, the I mean, gaps are going to be. Yes, but you got to take into consideration, which the next player that we're going to, Palacios, I mean, he was going up the field the whole time, but we didn't get that many attacks coming in from the right. Maybe that's just because they had K on the right. <laughs> it could uh, I be. I mean, they're playing they... midfielders. They don't really have a number nine. So Yeah, that's true. I mean, K was completely gone in that game anyway. Uh, I mean, uh, he was hanging out with the players at, after the match. I think it would have been too far if they invited him to do the celebrations at the end. Right. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, but um, what do you think about uh, Palacios? I think he was good. Um, Attacking-wise, 
I wish he would be more dangerous. Like some of his crosses aren't as accurate as I'd like them to be. And right. he doesn't do a lot of cutting in and trying to get around defenders. If anything, he tries <laughs> to always beat them on the outside and then try to get a cross in. But when he does get the cross in, they're not that accurate. Um, I'd like to see him focus more on that. But besides that, he was still really good. His pace really helps cover when we need to catch up to a ball or catch up to a defender to block him. Um, right. In terms of that, I want to see if there's one defender I want to see, it's Kim Moon Hwan. I want to see how he plays in this in this team. Right, yeah. I definitely miss his presence in, in the game. I was so used to seeing him playing and the excitement that he brings to the game. Yeah, but I mean, I guess we'll cover him when he plays. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right, let's move on to the best goalkeeper in LAC history, history uh, Maxime Cripo. <laughs> <laughs> it just one, took one game. One match in, he's the best goalkeeper in LAC history. <laughs> already a club legend <laughs> exactly i mean what what do you think of his performance i thought it was amazing i thought it was everything that the team needed a very vocal goalkeeper a uh, keeper who knew exactly what he wanted out of his back line um he he, he commits 100 percent to whatever decision he takes oh yeah yeah it's not like any indecisiveness and even in the little scuffle he was one of the first ones there and Built like a tank. <laughs> He's built like a tank. Dude, he was the- holding on. So, yep. I mean, even though we do know that Fall made the error by getting upset and and um, causing that little scuffle, uh, I like that Kripo kind of still backed them up and said, you know what, even if it's your mistake, I still got your back. Yeah, I know. I so, know. it's nice to see that he, he lives the team. Yeah. And, and you definitely see that i mean he's already loving the team he's reposting pictures he was already hanging out with the fans as you saw after the game he's taking pictures with the fans he keeps posting pictures i think three days in a row he kept posting pictures of the game (laughs) i mean i would be too if i was at the game i'd be posting nothing but pictures of him for how great he did i know so i'm really happy um especially in the last four years the other last four seasons uh, it's mm-hmm. it's a refreshing change to finally have a ball go into our own box and me not having to be that worried about about it, knowing that he's there. Yeah, I mean, he's making all the right calls, but that just comes with the experience that he's had. Yeah. Uh, in terms of the overall performance, what would you say? For me, it was perfect. 2019 is back. 2019 is back. No, uh, uh, no, we'll make that call five games in. <laughs> Yeah, no, I mean, the first game is way too soon to call anything, but it's very promising for sure. I want to hop on the bandwagon so bad. (laughs) You already did by putting him first. Oh. No, that's just a prediction. That's not a bandwagon. (laughs) How is that? (laughs) You're like, they're first, we're going to win. Completely different things. I mean, I think that it's very promising and it makes me hopeful that we're going to have a great season. And I feel that if we can keep this kind of performance up throughout the whole season, we're easily going to make it into the playoffs. And then the challenge is going to be keeping this going in through the playoffs. I know, but hopefully we keep this form just to focus on the next game. And if we keep this form up, like I said, give us five games. If we win all five playing the same type of style, Oh man, it's gonna be super exciting, especially when we reach yeah, San Jose. <laughs> yeah, that's gonna be fun. Yeah, so 
I'm really happy about the team. And okay, it's time. The moment you've been waiting for. How's Abubakar still on the field? How did we end up with more yellow cards? I <laughs> have no idea. Okay, so How? so what we're talking about is um, what did you get the yellow card for? Hold up, the handball for the pen. Right. Scroll, scroll, scroll. Jonathan Lewis. I mean, wait, wait, wait. Did he even have a yellow card? He should have. It doesn't even show him with a yellow card. He doesn't have a yellow card, but he had so many fouls. Like, the stats show that they had 14 fouls. And I want to say he was very involved in a lot of those. I know. He had fouls. He caused a penalty by handballing in the area. He elbowed a goalie in the face. Uh, He dropped... I'm pretty sure he he dropped all of our forwards at least once. Yep. I do not know how that man escaped without a card, apparently. I'm I'm pretty sure he was the one that caused the penalty, wasn't it him? No, yeah. He was the one that got the handball. How is it that he's not the one that got the yellow card on that? I don't know. I don't know, man. That ref was... Regardless of that, I mean, between getting that and then elbowing Kripo in the face, I think that he should have at least had a double yellow at some point and seen red. Yeah. But, I mean, we'll see. Maybe I'll get it in the next game. (laughs) That's not not even having to do anything with being biased. It's just the way he was playing, the errors that he made in, in... some of his tackles should have led to him getting red. Mm -hmm. But I don't understand how he made it through the whole game. And yet we still ended up winning. (laughs) I know. Okay, so that's it for LAFC Talk. If you're an LAFC fan, you can leave right there. (laughs) Okay, um, any, any games stand out to you? Or should I just start listing off which games I, I noticed? Um, Let's just go with your list. Okay, so the first game was Philadelphia against Minnesota. I think we saw a smidge of this game. It looked pretty boring, but it seemed, I mean, I think Philadelphia had enough chances to win that game. I didn't really pay attention that much. So it was a 1-1. I think both teams could leave happy with a point each. I don't think they got anything to complain about. Right. Uh, next game is Columbus beating Vancouver 4-0. Keep in mind that Vancouver had a red card. But, um, yeah, Columbus 4-0. Jesse Zardes didn't even play in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, I was honestly shocked by the 4-0 from Columbus. I'm shocked that Columbus got 4-0 and Darlington Nagby didn't even get an assist. Like, where are my fantasy points at? (laughs) (laughs) They're non-existent for now. I know. Um, In terms of that... Is Columbus back to league title winning Columbus from two years ago? I mean, if we just base it on one game, you can say yes. Yeah, just like LAC is back to 2019. Yeah, exactly. Are we going to go for another record-breaking season? It's too early to tell, but it's it's nice to think that we are. Mm-hmm. It's nice to think for Columbus fans and for Columbus themselves to think that they're in championship form. Yeah. Uh, but uh, kudos to them for that 4-0. I know. 
Okay, let's move on. Uh, FC Dallas played against Toronto. It ended 1-1. Did you watch anything in this game? Yeah, I actually watched this game. And honestly, I feel like Dallas played better. Mm -hmm. Uh, Toronto just happened to get lucky, I guess. I know. They're Uh, saying that Toronto was robbed because the first goal where Paul Ariolo got the assist, he 100% looked offside. Um, (laughs) For me, I think Paul Ariolo's shoulder was like slightly ahead, but MLS doesn't do the line thing that England does. So uh, I'm fine with giving it, you know, give the goal, man, favor the attackers. It should be done anyway. Well, I mean, Dallas did get one goal uh, taken away because of an offside. Yeah, there you go, bounced up. So it came, it came, but it just came later in a, in a different goal. Okay. Uh, but in my opinion, for what I was expecting Bob to bring to Toronto, um, I was they kind of let. They did not play like LAFC does, right? No, no, no. It it did not have any sort of resemblance to the style that Bob usually plays. Um, in my opinion, Dallas seemed to be the more dominant one throughout the whole match. I mean, they had 13 shots to Toronto's eight, three of those on target, while Toronto only had one, which, you know, turned into the goal. Um, although it did uh, seem that Toronto had more possession, but they didn't really do much with that. Mm-hmm. You know, so what's the point of playing with possession if you're not really going to do much? So to me, they kind of scraped up this tie and getting that one goal um and i think that as soon as Ariola got injured and picked up that knock and got off the field then dallas slowed down way way more and became less threatening and i believe that's around the time that um uh toronto started picking up speed and being a bit more threatening to to dallas yeah i'd agree i'll just say that they did not play like how I thought they would play. I thought they would play just like how LAFC did, high press right. possession. But it seemed like the possession was even, if not Dallas had more of the ball. Um, mm-hmm. In terms of that, we finally saw that those uniforms in action, and we both agree that they're uglier, you know, when they're off. Uh, <laughs> they're worse in the than uniform, that. yeah. Besides um, uh, that, I mean, I don't really got anything else to say. I thought it was kind of a boring game. It was. It wasn't that exciting. Um, and then Salcedo, he performed okay. I wouldn't say he was great, but mm-hmm. he did a job. You know, he he was personality-wise, he was neutral, which is I think what you want from him based on his past. Um, but he had, I think, a couple of turnovers that could have been dangerous for Toronto. Uh, but he also had really good clearances for them as well um but other than that yeah it was kind of like a meh game yeah I know. yeah so that's all i have to say on that all right the next game is going to be austin versus cincinnati 5-0 was this austin yeah. being good or cincinnati being cincinnati i want to say it was cincinnati being cincinnati <laughs> Honestly, like with the quality that you get from Cincinnati, and we all know the quality that you get from Cincinnati, you can't really measure the caliber of your team and what they're capable of doing with such an easy opponent. Yeah. Uh, 
I think we'll get a better idea of what Austin's able to do once they face someone who's a little tougher. Yeah. And someone who's also a bit more consistent. Yeah. I thought Austin played some decent some decent uh some decent soccer, but from one, uh, another podcast I heard, it's like when when you play against Cincinnati, you always push on the gas all the way. Oh, of course. Because <laughs> they, they're going to let goals in. Are you going to get that? Yeah. Um, dude, if you haven't seen the highlights, you got to watch the last goal. It was an own goal, but, oh, man, the guy, uh, what's his name? His name is uh, Jite. So that dude, oh man, he he he's saucy, dude. He was saucy. Um, <laughs> I was kind of hoping that uh, Austin has this thing where whenever they score a goal, they turn their lights green. <laughs> oh really? And I was gonna kind of hoping they would put a stop to that based on the highlights. It looked like for the first two goals, I was like, oh, they finally did it. They finally put a stop to. It. And sure enough, on the third goal, I see that they changed the colors to green. And I was like, oh, God, it's the grossest thing ever to see on camera. Like, oh, it looks so bad on camera. I don't know how it looks in person. But I, it doesn't matter because they ended up with a 5 0 win. Yeah, yeah, I know. Fair day. <laughs> hey, it's their color. And if it's your color, you got to flash it. Yeah, I know. All right, moving on to the next game San Jose versus New York Red Bulls. Trophy scored. Uh, that's all I'm going to get from this game because I did not. And pay attention to the rest of it. <laughs> yeah, I don't remember if I. I don't think I watched it. Um, I mean, we don't have to say anything if you don't want to. Man. <laughs> but okay, I mean, still though, um, he did score, and, and it was something that they needed uh, because I know, but they I, th- were, I think it was kind of lucky. I want to say that. They, maybe, maybe, but I mean. It still went in, and the angle that that goal came in, I mean, it was pretty tight. Um, but they were down 1-0 at that point, um, and that goal was it something that had them kind of like bring back a little bit of hope that they could do something. But three minutes later, Red Bull just ended up scoring again, uh, and then it was pretty much over after the third goal at the 90-plus-2, 90, 90 I believe. Um I think score-wise, it seems like exactly what I expected. I don't remember what I predicted this to be, but I did predict Red Bulls to win over San Jose. Well, I honestly don't remember. I'll have to go back and check. I say we just move on to the next game. Um, okay. DC United versus Charlotte. Charlotte's debut game, and they lost at three nil. Um, I did have. I didn't know that Charlotte was having some struggles in the preseason. Considering, mm-hmm. like I said, that they try to sign a bunch of people, and um, those signings fell through. Even the coach was like, "Yeah, I won't repeat the quote that he said, but if you Google it, you'll find out what he said." <laughs> but uh, uh, it rhymes. It rhymes with trucked. <laughs> <laughs> that is trucked. No, he's talking about like how his squad was doing before preseason. Like that's 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 what he was saying. Oh um, my gosh. Isn't that a vote of confidence? DC United ended up winning 3 0. From what I saw, that was one of those, you know, the penalty shouldn't have been a penalty. Uh, That's what I heard, that they were kind of robbed in that moment for that penalty. Because one of the guys lifted up his leg and caused a foul that wasn't called, but whatever. I guess VAR doesn't work. Um, Besides that, 
I don't I don't like that they won simply because they have the ugliest jersey. <laughs> <laughs> oh wait, no, Galaxy has it on. Yeah, no. Uh, other than that, I don't know much about the game except for that part where uh, there was a questionable penalty that shouldn't have been called. Um, but it's not anything new for a new team to end up losing their first game. Look at Cincinnati. They're still doing it, and they've been in the league already more than one season. Just keep your trying their first game. That's all. Here's the thing. Okay, fine. They lost 3-0. But they already did better than Cincinnati. They stopped two goals from going in there. Yeah, I know. Uh, hopefully, I, I believe. I mean, their next match is at home. Maybe they can put it together. I heard that they're gonna have a huge crowd at their stadium if it's like seventy k wow. or something like that. Well, hopefully that crowd is able to push them to bring out some sort of game on the field that day. Yeah, and they got Christian Fuchs. Well, from, let's see from Leicester. Oh, yes. I remember that name. Yeah, but I mean, he always said he wanted to retire in America anyway. <laughs> well, let's see how it goes for them next game. Okay. All right, let's talk about the the most boring game of the weekend, Inter-Miami versus Chicago. Nil-nil. Uh, that's it. Okay, Portland, New England. <laughs> Honestly, I don't think that there's much to say. It there wasn't. Isn't. That's what I'm saying. Let's move on. <laughs> yeah, it was a nil-nil game. I honestly expected a bit more from Shakiri. Um, he megged the guy. That's, that's what he did. Yeah, but you don't get points for that. In his head, he does. I guess. But I don't know. I expected more, but it was such a boring game. Portland, New England. 2 2. Uh, great Portland match that we didn't see win. that. <laughs> well, I, I mean, I watched a good amount of it, um, and it was. Fun. Pretty, pretty intense. You lead the commentary then. <laughs> okay. Um, I remember. What do I remember? I do remember that um, it was very back and forth. Both teams seemed to be very even when it came to how they were playing. Um, but I, I mean, in my opinion, based on that, this score reflects exactly where they're at right now in in, in in respect to each other. I mean, Portland ended up reaching the final and New England was the best team on paper. So a 2-2 draw, I don't think either one would be angry with that result. No, I, I don't think I would either. Although I do remember from the game that there were some questionable calls um, that should have gone Portland's way. And I feel like New England got away with some of those. Uh, could that have changed the pace of the game for them? And would we have seen a different result in a 2-1 victory for Portland? Maybe. Uh, but putting that aside, power-wise, they, they both are very even when it comes to how they play. Yeah, I mean, I don't got much more to say. Like I said, you probably paid attention to it more. Um, okay. So that takes care of all the games for Saturday. On Sunday, February 27th, uh, Orlando City played against Montreal and won 2-0. Both teams ended up with red cards. Bato ended up scoring one of the goals. That's a miracle. Um, I forgot who scored the other one. Uh, You didn't really see the highlights for this game, did you? I did not, no. Okay, so from what I've seen, Orlando is looking like Orlando last year. They're still good, especially under Oscar Pareja. 
They're, I mean, he's he's one of the top managers in the league. Montreal is the <laughs> dumbest red card I've ever seen. A guy literally punched one of the guys from Orlando in the chest, and it was Romel Kyoto. He punched another guy in the chest, and that's how he got sent off. <laughs> it, it was so what, dumb. It was yeah, so what dumb. sport he was in? Yeah, I know. It was so dumb. Uh, in terms of 2-0, I mean, if you predicted this game before, I'm pretty sure you would say Orlando was going to win. So uh, that's, that's all i got to say about that. I think that I had given Montreal kind of the the lead on this one because of how they had performed in their uh, Champions League game. Mm-hmm. But I guess that doesn't count when it comes to the actual league. Yeah. All right. Atlanta United versus Sporting KC. They ended up, uh, Atlanta ended up winning 3-1. to one. Mm-hmm. Um, What can I say about this game? Uh, first of all, Atlanta was looking dope. They they were playing like how they used to. Joseph Martinez was on fire. Uh, he, yeah, did he, little, was... he did a little back heel pass to get an assist. It was sick. He got me my fantasy that. points. That was um, for the first goal. Yeah, one of the Canary players for Atlanta United ended up scoring at 17 years old. And there's like a viral that moment. Goal. Yeah, that goal was crazy because... Honestly, I think the only reason he scored it was because of luck. He accidentally did a second touch as he was running towards the goal. And that's and what it was got the right, <laughs> Yeah, it was just the right amount that he needed to get his third touch to get the ball around the goalkeeper. And I ended up scoring that goal because Graham Susie was the one that ended up covering him. And he was not fast <laughs> enough. <laughs> yeah, I saw that. And it was just funny because he couldn't keep up. But, I mean, what do you expect? The kid's 17. Yeah, I know. Um, and there's a viral video going around of his parents celebrating the goal, and the dad just legit ends up crying, like right after he scores it. <laughs> and it's just like, good for him. Who knows if he'll ever score again, but good for him. I mean, I would be crying too, but hey, he already scored on his debut at 17. Yeah. Uh, for Sporting and KC, the, oh, you want to keep saying something? Uh, yeah. and, the, and the second goal was uh, Dom. Oh, yeah, Dom, Dom Dwyer. Dwyer. You're even forgetting oh him God. in the highlight. I literally just said it like that one vine. Lizzie McGuire. Uh, <laughs> but Dwyer. it's Dom Dwyer. Dom Dwyer. Yeah. Um, yeah, that was a good goal. I'll give it that. Little cutback. Finishing in the top corner. It wasn't bad. Yeah. Uh, that I mean, goalie, getting around that, that player the way he did, it was I mean, so good. I mean, first of all, that goalie had no business leaving the goal, but whatever. <laughs> well, I mean, it's one thing the goalie, but getting around the player... How easy he did that. Yeah, I know. I, I put the blame on that defense. I know. Everybody's like, Don Dwyer's back. I mean, we'll see. He didn't score a goal for two years before this. We'll see. Um, well, but, I mean, we'll good see. for him getting his, you know, getting back in the goals. For, for yeah. Sporting KC, I wouldn't be that upset about losing this game. It was a tough team to beat anyway. Mm-hmm. Um, and especially with a coach, Peter, Ver- Peter Vermees. I mean, it's one of the best coaches in the league as well. So, I'm sure they'll bounce back. Daniel yeah. Shallowy, though. I got to put him in my fantasy team. I forgot about him. He scores goals for fun. Yeah, that was such a good goal. That was really good. And I believe, if I remember from the highlights, they said that that's his second consecutive uh, first game of the season goal. That's not bad. I think he's just getting better. All right, let's move on to the game that ruined my predict six. Uh, LA Galaxy versus New York City. (laughs) Mm -hmm. I honestly don't agree with the score on this game. I don't know. I'm just upset that Raheem Edwards got an assist. (laughs) 
And he's in team I mean, of the cares? he's in team of the week. <laughs> Wait, why? Because he got the assist. Uh, well, here's the thing. Let's talk about those potential yellows that they and a possible red or penalty. Yeah, <laughs> or the penalty. It's like, what is up with that? That's yeah. I just don't get it. They got really lucky in that. Like the call was were two in their favor. We're talking about. I mean, people don't know what you're talking about, Danny. <laughs> okay, um, in that free kick, the where the player put hands to the face of a. Talking about Julian Araujo. Yes. Put it basically he's trying to do a chokehold, but ended up grabbing the dude's face and doing like a face hold. <laughs> Um, yeah, and apparently it wasn't a red because, well, we don't know what force he was using, so it's not a red. That's so dumb. You can, t- I mean, you- I thought they said touching hands to the face is an automatic red, no matter where. Yes, I don't know if you remember, but Kaka ended up getting a red once because he was playing around with a teammate, a former teammate, where he put his hands on his face playfully, and he got a red for that. Yeah. I don't know, man. And this one where he looked like he was trying to rip off his face like he was a s- part of the Scooby-Doo gang unmasking one of the culprits. He didn't even get a yellow. I know. Uh, these refs be crazy. And she said he yeah. just... He pulled a guy... Basically pulled a guy oh, to the floor. Oh, you know, oh he got God. the foul. <laughs> That's the worst part. How are you calling for a foul when you're the one falling over and grabbing the guy and bringing him down with you. It doesn't matter. He sold it. The ref bought it. That's all. <laughs> yeah. I- I'll say that that was one consistent thing throughout this weekend is the questionable calls from the refs. I know. I know. Uh, hopefully the refs get better. Probably not, but we'll see. Uh, in terms of Chicharito scoring a goal, I'll give it to him. It was a good goal. NYCFC should have still won, but whatever. Galaxy win. We all know they start off strong and they get garbage toward the end of the season. So we'll see when the dip happens. <laughs> well, hopefully that garbage part happens sooner than later. Yeah. All right. Now it's the Houston Dynamo versus Ralph Salt Lake 0-0 in competition with Inter Miami and Chicago for the worst game of the weekend. Uh, that's all I got to <laughs> say about that. <laughs> yeah. Uneventful. Uh, the only thing is they didn't play David Ochoa and he was on my bench, so I don't know why I'm complaining. <laughs> so I wouldn't have gotten those points anyway. <laughs> yeah, it, has, it wasn't going to do anything. Yeah. But they also didn't do anything, so it doesn't matter. Yeah. All right, last game of the weekend was Seattle Sounders versus Nashville. And mm-hmm. Nashville ended up winning this game 1-0. I remember I told you in our predictions that Seattle was going to win, but if they were going to win, it was going to be a 1-0 win, if anything. It was barely going to be, you know, they're barely going to scrape a win. So, yeah. I'm not too far off that Nashville barely scraped the win off of them. Especially, I mean, I was pretty impressed with Nashville in the first half. I watched a good chunk of... I, actually, no, I watched most of this game. And in the first half, Nashville was all over Seattle, especially for the first 10, 15 minutes. They were all right. over them. If they should have scored a goal, it should have been at that moment. But I believe they gave Seattle too much of the ball after that. And then Seattle, being Seattle, just started finding the groove. So, um, I mean, in terms of that, I mean, Walker Zimmerman, he's Walker Zimmerman. He stopped everything. Of course. I know. And, um, yeah, I mean, Nashville, 
they're hard to score goals against, and they proved that with this one. As soon as they got their goal, there's mm-hmm. no way that Seattle Sanders is going to get back into this game. So uh, good for them. Yeah. They also switched. This is the first game being in the new conference, in the Western Conference, and they showed, I mean, they could play with the big boys. I mean, they just beat Seattle Sanders, arguably the first place team consistently. So, yeah. Uh, one of the I'm pretty, stronger sides. I'm still confident they're going to finish in the top three. I'm pretty sure Nashville's going to finish top three. Yeah, I could definitely see that. I mean, if they're becoming a bit more attack-minded and doing better in that sense, they already have the defense down. So combine those two, and they're, I could say, more than top three. They might even finish one. Yep. You know? Uh, but uh, this was, a, a to me, a surprise. Uh that they won, I really thought that Seattle was going to be the one winning. Seattle's playing agree- at home, so they should have won. Yeah, so but I still agree with you that it was just going to be a one-goal game. It wasn't going to be anything too crazy like Austin and Cincinnati, um, especially with the track record that Nashville has when it comes to letting goals in. Uh, mm-hmm. But, hey, I'm excited to see what they do with the rest of the Western Conference. I know Nashville is the anti-Cincinnati. yeah all right and that's our that's our review of what happened on the weekend um i think we should just leave it there make this a short episode um in the next episode we'll talk about our mls preview for that weekend and Mm -hmm. we'll probably we've been doing a lot of mls we haven't talked enough about Europe, so maybe we'll do a premier league preview as well and discuss what happened in the champions league see if anything interesting happened and how the russian teams totally did not play oh. <laughs> <laughs> yeah leipzig getting that by yeah. or is it salzburg uh, uh one, of, one of those two it's one of the red bull ones yeah um i always forget we should anyway. just create a team call it monster energy and <laughs> we compete why with not this, compete with I the mean, red bull system that would be great to see a monster versus red bull Oh, I mean, they're uh, already doing it in the marketing anyway. I heard of this other great idea. There was, um, you know how Kappa totally hit a field goal when he was trying to kick that penalty over the weekend? <laughs> yeah. And everybody's saying, like, see, that's what you get. That's how dumb it is for switching your goalies Goal right before the, the penalty shootout. Uh, somebody's yeah. like, I'm all for having that 12th penalty being taken by the coaches. <laughs> You know Someone's what? Like, That's I not a bad idea. Right that would be amazing. Somebody said that Jose Mourinho would run away with the ball. Like <laughs> he probably <laughs> would. Like I just want to see Big Sam Allardyce take take a shot. <laughs> <laughs> that would be hilarious. It I would be fair though. That. It would be fair. I, I hope they consider that. They just just go through the whole staff. Mm-hmm. I know <laughs> the whole staff, <laughs> the doctors. Yeah, just yeah. go through the whole staff, and you know what? If everybody continues to score, you got to go with the owners. I know. They play. No. They play. They don't even go out of the field. They just shoot them in the boxes. Yeah, <laughs> all, right, all right, that's where we leave this episode. Uh, see everybody next week. Next bye. week, Thursday. Thursday. Bye. <laughs> Thursday. Bye. See I'm you gonna later. leave that in. <laughs>